0: And welcome to Back of the Grid, the Eddie Jordan of Formula One podcasts where we probably talk a little bit too much, but we usually get a few laughs along the way. My name is Stuart Greenwood and I'm joined today by the internet's Tom King. Hi. And not that Chris Evans. Hi. We've just had the Russian Grand Prix and uh, yeah, we're here to talk about it. So we're going to start with a bit of news. And uh, the first item of news today, gentlemen, is that Sauber have signed up to Honda from 2018. Can we have your thoughts on that, please?
1: Uh, it just doesn't seem like a great idea, does it? It seems like they're no. consigning themselves to the back of the grid for the next few years. Yeah, well it, played. It, Thanks. It, <laughs> it, it
0: feels a, l- a little bit like they're, to me, going from having the second worst engine on the grid to maybe the currently the worst engine on the grid in the form of the form, you know Last season's Ferrari to this season's Honda.
1: Yeah, because it's been for quite a few years now they've always had the previous season's Ferrari engine which they're never going to achieve anything with so I guess they're taking a risk on it but Honda just don't seem like the people you want to be taking risks with right now.
2: Yeah, the, the only other option that I think that they could have had that maybe they've not explored it enough is the fact that there's Leclerc in F2 that could quite easily come up next season and they could barter to say we will give Leclerc race time in exchange for a current Ferrari engine rather than having to buy it because obviously at the minute they're buying it, which is why they're struggling to afford this year's engine and they're running last year's because they can't afford this year's engine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do do we think Honda are giving them quite a big discount on the engine for next season because of the uh... position they're in? Finances
1: have to play a big part in it. Yeah, I think that's
0: probably the reason McLaren has sort of been so tolerant of it because they will be getting a hefty... Well, they're a works Steve, aren't they?
2: Well, officially, as far as I know, uh, Alonso's entire salary is paid by Honda. Oh, wow. Wow. As far as I know, that might not be 100% accurate, but at least a good proportion of it, I believe, is paid by Honda. And that's why (laughs) he's... Still there, probably, yeah. because he knows he's getting a payday out of it. But he's he's still not shy to um to give the engine a bit of a grilling, as in over the radios and stuff. Is he? He's yeah, not he's yeah. not shy to publicly diss the engine. <laughs> publicly even if, diss- if, no, if They are paying his w- wages.
0: Yeah. You know, you can get away with it, I suppose. Um, how much of this do you think is uh, a fear from Honda that they might not have a team to work with next season? Well, this is the thing. It's like,
1: would if if McLaren didn't want their engines next year, would they even bother sticking around to power one of the worst
2: teams mm. on the grid anyway? Yeah, because the advantage they've got at McLaren at the moment is a good... Aero package, yeah. that the aero package is the only reason that car's doing what it's doing. Yeah, yeah. and the so.
0: chassis as well. It's probably the best. chassis well, yeah, sorry, yeah, among the well. best. Um, so it seems like a good time actually to lead us into our next little bit of news, which is that Eddie Jordan actually reports that McLaren have a deal in place with Mercedes. Although Mercedes and McLaren have been very, very quick to uh, to to discard that 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 information. <sighs>
2: Yeah, it's it's a weird one because it's been said since the start of the season, really, when the Honda engine was very clearly struggling against the rest. People have been rumouring around that Mercedes might be asked to, to start supplying engines even as soon as before the end of this season. Mm. Um, but I don't know whether it'll actually come around is another question. Yeah,
1: I mean, because there's been all the things flying around as well about Mercedes actually helping Honda to get their engine kind of up to par. Um, and I think Renault were talking about helping out a bit as well, which this kind of goes against all those reports over the last couple of weeks. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Th- there was a report, actually, that um, Mercedes were sending consultants to Honda to... yeah. Uh, to help them, which I find bizarre. I think that's a really, really strange thing to happen. Yeah. You know. um, it
1: kind of at least sounds like the, there's people in charge who kind of actually care about the sport rather than just
3: yeah
2: a sort of insular only care about ourselves kind of thing. I think it's... Yeah, I think that is maybe the take home from that. It's more about if they struggle, they're not going to stay in the sport and they're going to lose an, another engine competitor and it's going to leave us with two and a half <laughs> engine <laughs> competitors because Renault aren't really up to the same speed as Mercedes and no. um, and Ferrari at the minute. So, yeah, it's... I don't know. And you, you'd maybe think that the FIA or or sort of FOM, as we should call them, is a little bit of media now, uh, would sort of maybe orchestrate something to help Honda, if they can, because it's in FOM's yeah. best interest to make the sport competitive with as many sort of different teams as competitive as possible. That That's the interesting thing. This season's already more interesting because you've got a Ferrari versus Mercedes, yeah. not a Mercedes-Mercedes battle. Yeah. So well, they did that whole um, engine parity testing thing recently as well,
1: which mm-hmm. a, a, they claim that the Renault is within point three of a second of the Mercedes, which yeah. I think it, to they're... everybody else watching is clearly nonsense. Yeah. yeah. The, the
2: The only thing I, I I would wait to see on that is I think that might be an exaggeration. I don't think it's as close as that. The McLaren, uh, sorry the McLaren, I, I wish the McLaren, mm-hmm. the Mercedes and the um, Ferrari are probably that close to each yeah. other and I think it's the the Mercedes is still a slightly better engine because you see the Mercedes having the better run on the straights yeah. but Ferrari have put it into a better package of car mm-hmm. and with that shorter wheelbase seems to be working to Ferrari's favourite a lot of the tracks we've been to so far. Um, I'm interested to see what Red Bull do come Barcelona with the upgrade that they're saying that they've got. And I don't know, maybe that'll bring them a little bit closer to to the leading two. And then, yeah, maybe it's not so much that the engine is bad, it's just that they've unfortunately put together a a bad package, which is unlike Red Bull, but Mm, new regulations, so... and maybe they've just missed something that the other two have seen.
0: Yeah, they've definitely gone in a different direction to the others. You can see from the sort of simplicity of the car. They've made. The, I think they've tried to make a more slippery car through the air mm-hmm. than um, than the other two. Than the other teams have. But unfortunately, it's led to probably a more slippery car on the track as well. Which means <laughs> yeah. that they're obviously not being able to keep up. Um, so so yeah, a few, a fair few drivers have obviously disagreed with this claim from the FAA that um, there's only 0.3 seconds As you between would. the top three tracks. I think the Red Bull drivers were quite quick to, uh, and the uh, Toro Rosso drivers were probably yeah. quite quick to uh, dispute that claim. Um, yeah, Kalos saying he almost laughed when he heard that information. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I would have actually laughed. If yeah, I was yeah, yeah. I think I did. Laugh <laughs> it would have mean an almost laugh. <laughs> yeah. Is it more, more of a cackle? It would have been like a yeah. ha. <laughs> you
1: what? <laughs> you try driving it. See what you think. Then. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So that about um that about covers that one. I think doesn't it? Um. So they've uh, last week they also the FIA they've agreed some new regulations for uh, twenty eighteen. Um, among mm. other things, we've got more protection up front, um, an effective ban on T wings and shark fins. Good. Um, red flag standing starts. <laughs> and uh, um, from the next race in Barcelona, the enforcement of bigger driver names and numbers. That's
2: the real should, big news.
0: The real big news, which should That's be the much more stuff. visible on the car. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is the names and numbers thing from next race, or is it the red flag? No. Red flag standing starts from next just, race. Just it's... the size of the numbers and the and the text. Yeah. See, Sauber already in. comply pretty much because yeah. their car is just driver
3: numbers. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> that's all that's on the damn thing.
3: <laughs>
1: Yeah, the rest will have to like move the sponsors around to uh, make space. Whereas Cerebro are like, we've got this, we've got acres of room on this thing. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Do
2: you know the thing is? If you watch, um, I'm trying to remember if they've done it this year or not. But I do specifically remember last year watching the F2 or GP2 as it was then. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's compulsory or not, or if teams have just, just choose to do it. But the uh, the end players of the rear wing have the the driver number on it and that's all that's on there, just a very clear driver number and I genuinely can't remember off the top of my head if they've done it this year but when you're watching either on TV or physically there it makes such a massive difference because when you've got teams like Red Bull where the drivers are pretty much forced to wear a helmet that is a Red Bull livery of some yep. description. When Verstappen and Ricardo are coming past you, especially when you sat there at a track, it is almost impossible to tell them apart unless you know where they are on track, respectively of each other. Um Well So I do I do think putting the numbers a little more visible than those silly little side barge plate thingies. Well, on the, I
1: mean on the Mercedes it's on the sort of top of the nose where the um it's like an air outtake, so the number just disappears yeah. into a hole anyway. You yeah. barely see the damn thing. Yeah, the but light surely, reflecting
0: like... from the sun just blocks it out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> surely, though, if there's any good thing can come of the shark fins, it's that they're a nice big space you could stick a massive number. Yeah, true. Like I think that'd
2: look really cool in quite an old school sort of way. To be honest, nobody's using them exclusively for a sponsor apart from McLaren, I think. No, and probably I don't because think
0: so. it, the thing is, if you sell that, there's so much sort of. Up in the air about whether they were, well, there was so much up in the air about whether or not they were going to stay. There's no point selling that space because you might have to. Yeah, that's true. What what we might see now, now we know that there's um, something in place for next season and we know there's security for them for this season, probably we'll see more sponsors popping up on there because it's just a blank canvas. Yeah, maybe.
2: I'd, I'd hope that what we'd maybe see as well is a little bit more of what you get in things like MotoGP where. I know some of the drivers kind of stylize their numbers and it appears on things like hats and T-shirts, but it doesn't really make it to the car. The numbers on the car are quite team standard. Yeah. Um, and it'd be nice to see things like what you see in MotoGP, where, you know, rossi has got his own style for his number, but then yeah. he's got sort of it doctor on his... Um, on his overalls, yeah. on his leathers and stuff. And it'd be nice to see things like that make their way onto the car yeah. and onto the overalls to to let the drivers have a bit of a personality other than just the helmet. Because the helmet's like a, a sponsor free-for-all at the minute anyway. Yeah. Like what we say with the Red Bulls and stuff.
0: Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. I, you took the words out of my mouth there with the personality. I think that's the big part of it. Is the personality yeah, is just completely sapped from from the driver. The driver has every driver has their own number. They pick their own number. So why not give them that freedom to uh, to stylize it and make it look how they want on the car?
2: They've they've all got their own reasons for picking it as well. I like Bottas I don't know if this is the reason he picked it, but I've seen. In places where he's got B O seventy seven A yeah, S, that's, that's gotta be that, why he picked it. It's, it's got to be the reason he picked it, but it just looks cool. And to sort of get that on merchandise and on his car, it just it'd look cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's pretty cool. Um, are we happy about the ban on T wings and shark fins? Then or?
2: I am. Um, I don't care either way. If it's one of those things where if it's if he's giving them some kind of benefit let them do it if they don't think it gives them a benefit fine but But for
1: me it's as simple as when you see this era of cars without the shark fins they look ridiculously cool and i Mm -hmm. like we've got a new set of rules that are mostly in place to make the cars look fast and aggressive and everything and then sticking these little coat hangs on the back of them just looks a bit dumb and kind of detracts from it i think
0: yeah I think... Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you on most of that. I think the T-Wings, the t- I'm happy to see go. I don't see the... I think they look daft. But um, the shark fins, I've, I don't really get what everyone's got such a problem with shark fins.
1: Here. I just think they make the cars look very big and bulky, especially from the side. Whereas yes. when you actually see them, like, the, the back end of a lot of cars now are so tiny and, like, the bodywork sculpted and stuff. and I think it just kind of makes them look a lot bigger than they need to.
0: Mm, it sort of dis- detracts from that, I guess, a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah so uh yeah that's that's pretty much all the news i think that we've um yep that we want to cover this week obviously other things have happened but um there's just they're the sort of biggies so uh if you guys are ready shall we move on to qualifying yeah yeah let's recap eh? okay so qualify um tom do you want to take the lead on qualifying because you seem you've sort of got a bit more of this down than uh
1: also, I didn't watch qualifying, so
0: I'm. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, as we go,
2: <laughs> this is a fantastic start. Chris didn't even watch it. <laughs> um, it was more just a fact. I noticed a few things, like um, Grosjean had. He's had complaints about the car in multiple respects over the course of this year, but one of the big ones was the brakes, and last year as well, actually. Yeah, and he went into this weekend with the view to use Carbon Industry brakes over Brembo. But then by the end of Free Practice 2, I think, it was already scrapped and they were going back to Brembo for qualifying for Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just purely that they they couldn't cool the Carbon industries brakes with the setup that they had. But it, it's literally just the discs and the pads pretty much that they've... Swapped Carbon Industries, not the whole brake structure. And yeah. I just think that the way that they set up it, the Carbon Industries brakes doesn't work with that.
1: has have had brake problems since day one, haven't they? It's ridiculous. I've yeah. still not fixed them,
2: like, what, over a season later. What seems interesting, though, is that I'm sure I remember last season that Rosberg and Hamilton, one was running Brembo and one was yeah, running Carbon Industry because they just had personal preference, which... There can't have been a huge amount difference in the sort of aero setup of that car to cool the brakes any differently. So it makes me wonder what Haas have done that means they just cannot run these carbon industry brakes for Grosjean.
0: I did notice in practice that there was there were plumes of brake dust firing mm. out of the front wheels of the uh, Haas cars. Yeah um and that's all i have to say really about that they, they, they did, <laughs> they, they, they just, yeah visually you could see they were sort of they looked a lot harder on the brakes just on track then than all the other cars for that reason um yeah i think everybody so, was
1: hard on brakes this weekend though weren't they
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah I, I saw an interesting point from uh i think it was brundle at one point that brought it up but one of the reasons, I think, for those huge, big clouds of it is people like Kvyat as well, he was running fresh brakes and, and because it's, it's a track that's hard on brakes because of the long straights into 90-degree corners. Uh, so everyone was kind of starting quality with fresh brakes. And he was saying that you will tend to find that for those first couple of almost in laps in Q1 guys are going into corners and really hitting hard on the brakes because if they're tentative on the brake and start skimming it, it adds like a almost a sheen to the brake yeah, disc yeah. and it, it ruins its performance from, yeah. from the word go and it's pointless putting them on. So I think a lot of it was people kind of hammering it out down towards turn two really where they're effectively first braking and sort of... Literally slamming on as much as they can yeah. to kind of grind those brakes in and, and wear them in.
0: Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. Cool. There was a, Van Van Dorn didn't have a good weekend from a quality perspective. Ugh. either. No, he?
0: so so Van Dorn was hit by a before qualifying even began. During practice, he had to change. He had to move on to his fifth MGU-H and his fifth turbocharger ch- on this. The fourth race of twenty <laughs> in the season. Um, that just doesn't yeah. work, does it? <laughs> yeah, so that gives him that gave him a fifteen place grid penalty before qualifying had even begun. So uh, obviously, difficult times for McLaren continue there. It's what's interesting is. It
2: seems to be the MG UK and the MGU-H that Honda are struggling with. It, it's the energy recovery systems, as far as I've noticed, and I could be wrong, but it always seems to be of that kind of nature. Mm, um, yeah, where the like uh, we'll get onto it later. But Alonso's issue today <laughs> was of that ilk, you know. It's and it just seems weird for a, a manufacturer that in their road cars is so pro hybrid and all this advanced yeah. technology is struggling to translate that into the systems that are used in F1 when a company like Ferrari who were very, no this is you know, it's, we want, they wanted petrol engines, they didn't want this formula that we're in now Yeah. Um, so it's, it's it just seems interesting that Honda can't Get it to click and get it to
0: work. Just on Hunt uh, Hon- McLaren Honda quickly, um, I saw a, quite an interesting bit of news this week, which um, more yet more interesting news about Hunt McLaren Honda. Um, where before testing, they were running a diff they were running fuel from X ex- I believe ExxonMobil Mobil, Exxon Mobil was mm-hmm. the fuel McLaren had before testing. So that engine was developed using ExxonMobil fuel and um, when they had that engine on the dyno and they were using that fuel, they didn't have any vibration. It was, it was looking, everything was looking really good. And you'll remember they were really, really, really bullish before the scene, yeah. before testing. Yeah. Um, when they arrived at testing, there wasn't a single Exxon Mobil truck anywhere to be seen because they'd moved on to BP, Cast- uh, Castrol huh. fuel. So the theory goes that um, the, the new fuel is burning in a different way and is the source of the vibrations which is causing all the problems in the interesting. Uh, combustion chamber. It's
2: interesting uh, just on the basis that to anyone obviously thinking, yeah but petrol's petrol, because like, <laughs> there will be people out there that think that. It's, these engines are incredibly tuned to such a small window of fine performance and if, if that is as, as much of a significant change as it is, like from running all your setup, all your build, and all your testing on one fuel to then move across to another, there is room to just move yourself completely out of that window and cause them kind of issues.
0: Yeah, well, a different a different chemical compound is going to give you a different... Yeah. explosion inside the fuel chamber and it, and if, if that engine is tuned for a particular strength of explosion and then they're getting a different strength of explosion from the new fuel then obviously that is going to, that could cause some, well what we're seeing as quite quite serious problems um, mm. yeah, so I, d- it- I
2: didn't realise that there was the change in fuel because I I always, for some reason in my head I've still got them associated with the Esso brand, where, yeah. wherever that had linked to and I'm not sure if they've got that right now, off the top of my head, without going and googling mm. a picture of the current car and overalls. <laughs> um so mm, that, that that could also explain why Honda have said that by mid season they think they will have the engine in a more competitive position. Because they they must be doing something back back home that's to to work with this difference between the two fuels yeah I'd, I'd imagine if that if they've kind of narrowed
0: it down to that yeah well ho- hopefully they have found that that's the source of the problem and they've got 20 dinos running 24 7 to uh to to, to iron out You'd all these so. issues yeah mm-hmm. um so moving on to mercedes mercedes struggled for grip all weekend and continued to do so in qualifying um with uh hamilton seeming to struggle quite a bit, he was. He finished tef, half a tef, half a second down on his teammate Bottas.
2: He was pretty much half a second down on Bottas all weekend. Yeah, he was yeah. actually.
0: I think Which Hamilton is... struggles a little bit around this circuit. I don't. It's definitely not his best. Last season, he wasn't no. great round here either. Compared it's to exactly team.
1: what Bottas needed after um all this, yeah. Should definitely. there be team orders talk? He just
2: rocked up and. Just had the measure of Hamilton all weekend. We I think we knew that Bottas had have a good challenge in him this weekend anyway, yeah, just because of how well he's gone round here in the past. Yeah. Uh, and you know, he should have had a podium last year if it wasn't for Kimmy um, being a little bit aggressive up yeah. the inside of turn thirteen or whichever turn it was. But yeah, it's um it's interesting to see that the Mercedes being Kind to its tires has been its detriment this weekend. I think, yeah,
0: yeah, they, they struggled to get them switched on, didn't they?
2: Mm. Yeah, there's not the the car doesn't seem to work the tires enough to, yeah. and we were on the softest compounds possible for this weekend as well. So
0: yeah, I think this track it's this track itself is a very very smooth uh, ribbon of tarmac without many bumps, and the the actual mm. surface itself isn't very grainy it's very sort of glassy smooth surface for tarmac yeah. it's quite a glassy surface if you can yeah if, if, if you get the reference so um i think that's part of the reason they have spent a lot of time in bahrain in testing working on how to make this car easier on its tires and maybe they've gone a little bit too far down that road and sort of possibly yeah, s- made it so it's unable to switch them on now at this point
1: Yeah, they definitely haven't got the measure of these tyres like they did
2: uh, the previous generation of Pirellis for the last couple of years. I I don't know so much it's that they had the measure of them in the past. I think it's more that they were that far ahead of everyone in the past. They didn't have to worry too much. True. So they just reacted. And with Ferrari breathing down your neck and technically getting away from you now, you can't really have that luxury of just reacting to the tyres. Yeah, they're definitely having to push that car a lot more than they have done for Mm. two or three years. It's
0: good. It is. Mm. It is good. good. Um, So that brings us on to and Palmer. um, Clipped the curb and ended up in the wall along with Verline spinning, and that killed any any final shots anyone really got to get into Q2, Um, like Roman Grosjean. Um, Alonso got his lap in just before all that kicked off. And there were a few yeah. cars behind him which uh, got caught out by uh, Palmer Glipp the kerb. So Alonso managed to drag it up into Q2.
2: I think Grosjean was probably the biggest casualty of that. He, he, I think he had a good lap in him. Um, but maybe it saved Alonso's bacon. I'm trying to remember who was... Who was the man between Alonso and Um and the end of Q three? Uh, sorry, Q one. That would have It was Palmer behind Alonso the, on the grid. Palmer and Verline were the next row, so. Did Palmer get through then? No, but he was sixteenth. Yeah, oh, it, so maybe, maybe Alonso was the last of the
0: yeah, I
3: think yeah, he was qualifiers for Q two.
0: He did he did jump up to uh to fourteenth at mm. one point, but I think it was it Sorry. Might be Ocon behind him, and then Ocon pounded in a really decent lap and got. Yeah, it was
2: fifteenth in the end, wasn't it, um, yeah. Alonso? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so moving on to Q three, if you guys are ready.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Else? Yeah, Q two wasn't that eventful, really, was uh, it? It was that, just a. A qualifying session where things (laughs) happened and everything went as
0: expected, more or less. (laughs) Yeah, we we expected Jordan Palmer to clip a curve and bang it in the wall. Um, (laughs) No offence, Jordan. You're still better than Bruno Senna, so...
3: Um, (laughs) Don't make me bring out the jingle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, on to Q3. So, less than a tenth between the top three and Hamilton finished half a second behind those guys um Ferrari got their front row lockout um Vettel finished on pole it's his 57th pole position of his F1 career and Ferrari's first pole position since Singapore in 2015 um Raikkonen was second his last pole Raikkonen was in France in 2008 which happens that's crazy to be, yeah which happens to be that's just getting the stats out, all out, and then we can, <laughs> then we can talk about it. <laughs> um, so Rackenham's last pole position was France 2008. Uh, I believe, w- would that have been. Manicor. Magna Cor- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, and that happens to be the very same race that Ferrari last managed a front row lockout. That's so, a long, uh, long time ago, isn't it? Yeah, this ends a 30 race run of front row starts for Mercedes.
2: <sighs> That's a season and a half.
1: Yeah, that's an insane statistic. I thought that one might, uh, sort wow,
0: of get a few gasps.
1: Yeah, it's the thing is, like, look at qualifying. You always expect Mercedes to flick that switch on the engine that just gives them an extra half a second in Q three mm. that they always do, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, Ferrari actually a, were genuinely faster.
0: There was another clarification um, this week around the use of oil. In the uh, auxiliary yeah. tanks, and they they said they changed the regulation so that the oils in the two different tanks had to be of the same specification. So, do we think that Honda were actually burning ha- burning some additive in their oil in the in the auxiliary tank and using that to unlock that extra pace in Q one? Mercedes, you mean Q three? Mercedes, sorry. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they always said that it was nonsense no one ever did anything like that but then again they'd always say that wouldn't they
2: yeah i i'm not so sure that it's it's directly and solely down to anything no, like no. that i i just think that ferrari have finally caught up in in engine and have built a nice car aerodynamically and from a, a chassis point of view i think In some races, we will probably see the Mercedes doing better because you're talking more sort of long straights, high-speed effect is where Mercedes is going to come in. But I think on on tracks like this that are sort of hard, aggressive right angle corners and and street circuits and things, I think the Ferrari is going to have the better balance overall. Um, It's just, I don't know, I think people expect it to be a bit close because there is some long straights in this isn't it you've got a lot of long runs into sharp corners but Mercedes were still the quickest in a straight line yeah Yeah. and and to be fair the Mercedes was dominating sector one but both Hamilton and Bottas sector one was theirs kind of down that down that long straight round one and down into two and then round three that that was that was their domain but just Vettel and Reichen in between them were able to get on the power so much earlier, coming out of turns like eighty. Uh, sorry, eight and thirteen. They were just on it so much quicker because the car had a better balance in the yeah. corners. Yeah, they've, they've that, really that's, got where, that's where the, that's where I think Quali was won. In in all honesty, is yeah. it's those kind of sectors.
0: I agree with you there. I think they've Ferrari have got that chassis really, really dialed in now, mm-hmm. um, and. Although Mercedes still clearly do have a, a something of a power advantage, I think that advantage has probably shrunk somewhat. And um, yeah, Ferrari just looks to have the better car, especially this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so shall we run through the grid for the race? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, work with me guys, come on. <laughs> It's my first time hosting, man. Um, okay, so the grid is as follows. We've got Grosjean in 20th, um, we had Ericsson 19th, Verline 18th, Van Dorn for the McLarens in 17th, Palmer in 16th, Alonso the leading McLaren in 15th uh Magnussen 14th, 13th for Kvyat, 12th Lance stroll, 11th for Carlos Sainz and then the top 10 are Ocon, to Perez, to Hulkenberg. Uh 7th was Max Verstappen, 6th Massa, 5th Ricardo, 4th Hamilton, 3rd Bottas, 2nd Räikkönen, and your number 1 driver this weekend Sebastian Vettel. This qualifying that was session.
1: impressive from Massa to M um, split the Red Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. Shame the race didn't pan that way for him
2: but Fred uh, mm. Bull had a bit of a torrid qualifying that, season, I yeah. think I think um, the thing with Massa though which we'll probably get to eventually but I think that was that second stop that he had to make it mm. yeah. was, for, was forced into the, oh, the yeah, second of stop wasn't it? so I think from a race perspective that's kind of where he lost yeah. out because um, he was running fairly well up until that point mm. yeah. So, yeah plus we found out before the race that Verstappen had um
1: Some kind of issues that required an engine swap. Yeah,
2: it it was they were swapping from a an engine to a previously used engine, Uh, so it wasn't like it was a new engine. They weren't it, and uh, somehow that was okay within. Yeah, I don't understand how that is okay within the rules. I'd I'd need to really clarify the rules because he's not exceeded any um, any Mm -hmm. parts in terms of, like, you know, you're allowed four of everything or, or whatever the exact levels are. But the, the thing that I was hearing was that they needed to swap out either the engine itself or parts of it, and then that caused an issue with the water pump that was on there. So they put a new water pump on, which leaked and didn't work properly, so they then had to put a second water pump or a third overall water pump on it, and they were just scrambling around in the pit lane before it went green for everyone to go to the grid. Yeah. Uh, Mad, panic. and it looked like it, yeah, it, it was sort of panic. But I do want some kind of clarification, which maybe we're recording a little too soon to know more. But yeah, but I mean, because you're in Park Ferme eh, at that point.
0: Yeah, well, yeah.
2: I- so I'm I'm very surprised that if it is a total engine swap that they've been... Then again, I suppose, if it's... There's there's certain seals that the FIA put on, isn't there? And if you don't break those seals, like the gearbox things, you, you can change certain parts in Park Fermi with advanced permission from the FIA and without breaking certain seals. And as long as you stay within those guidelines, you can get away with some things between quality and race. So... I don't know. Maybe it falls into a loophole around there somewhere. Maybe. Do
0: you uh, do you know what the eventual fix was for that water pump failure for those guys? Which uh, it was a bit of duct tape yeah, or something, yeah, it was wasn't it? Something <laughs> like, I love this. That the, the 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 most complex motor vehicles that you can think of. These cars and the fix was like something like either it was either sealant or tape or something over the over the yeah, And he made it. He he, uh, he. As we'll find out, he he um. Yeah, he made it to the grid, so let's uh, let's go from there.
2: Yeah. Um, Somebody else didn't make it to the grid yeah. officially, though, did they, uh-huh. from the
0: start? Well, they got to the grid, but they just didn't get round to <laughs> the start, did they? So, uh, yeah, Alonso, sadly Alonso, um, an ERS failure on the formation lap, um, and he managed to get it stuck. At least he got it most of the way around, got to the pit entry, and then... Uh, eventually walked back into the paddock from there. <laughs> it's a sad the, sight, isn't yeah,
2: it? There was a moment on team radio I thought this is not going to end well mm. where it was before they set off on the formation <laughs> lap and um, they were saying, I can't remember the exact wording, but it was Fernando, try X, Y, Z. He went, I've tried three times already. Why don't you just try? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like, I've had enough. This car is not going to make it round a lap. Yep. just I've, I've had enough come and do it yourself yep.
3: that however got very great.
1: selfishly because of that and they had to do an extra formation lap um, I had been stuck on a rail replacement bus and because of the extra formation lap I made it home in, start, in time for the start of the race oh, so brilliant. thank you for that Honda
2: <laughs> 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 at least they've got some benefits <laughs> just,
1: to
0: being rubbish they're, they're providing a service um, <laughs> This would be Alonzo's first did not start since Indy 2005 with the whole Inj- uh, Michelin um, what was it? Michelin oh yeah, which, yeah,
2: Michelin gate. Mm. That
0: was and that's
2: amazing itself. I'd be interested to know what his last DNS was before that because I, anyone that didn't start that race, to be brutally honest, you'd forgive them for not starting that race, yeah, because of the safety concerns and the six that did. Mm. <laughs> A bit selfish. <laughs> it was Ferrari, though, wasn't it? That set yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, good old Minardi <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> representing us. And uh, I forgot what the other team was that set off. Who were the ones in the middle? Um, Jordan.
1: I want to say Jordan.
2: Let's say Jordan. Then we'll, um, we'll we'll prove ourselves wrong at some point. I've
1: just had a look at Alonso's complete career results, and he's only ever had two DNSs. Really? Oh. When was the yeah. one before the Indy? Then that, no, that was it. He was Indy, and it was today.
0: What? Oh, is that it? That's
1: yeah, his
2: only ever DNS. Yep, he's oh. made the grid on every other race. Then I, I suppose it's it's weird. It's is it one of the things where you expect most cars to at least get to the grid and start? It is. Yeah. slightly rare to not start these days isn't it I
0: suppose yeah that's true well I don't know every season there's a couple like Ferrari it happened to Vettel last year
2: yeah I did
1: In actually
0: Ferrari. I can't remember which race it was now it was uh was it Barcelona no not Barcelona um I don't know it was, might have been Bahrain last year or something like that it, yeah I think it was. it was a hot one
2: I'll uh, I'll save you, it was definitely Jordan that was the other team cool. to start in.
0: Oh, that's a relief.
2: That's that's <laughs> where Carter Cain got his first and only points. Oh yeah. And Montiero, I think that might be the only time oh, he I scored points him. as well.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, do you know what? I'm gonna tell you the six people that started and finished that race. Schumacher, Barrichello obviously. Mm-hmm. Get ready for these three names. Montiero, Carter Cain, Christian Albers and Patrick <laughs> Freeshy. I can't even say his wow. name. Wow. Someone else say it for me. I, I,
1: I, I, can't, I, I, can't, even... I can't do any better than that. Freesha.
2: Freesha. I can't oh, remember his yeah.
1: I would it. say only two of those six are better than Bruno Senna. Hang uh, Hang on.
3: Hang on. <laughs>
2: No. None of them are, except <laughs> Barrichello and Schumacher. Beautiful, cool, beautiful.
0: Um we, and we, we can up. move on <laughs> <a future, yeah. laughs> officially. So, so yeah, a lot. So we got our extra formation lap, giving Chris a sit down chance to sit down in his lounge <laughs> get the TV switch done, and um, we went. Should we straight... actually talk about the race now? Yeah. So we got yeah. the actual ra- the race start did happen eventually, and um, well, it's uh yeah, race start. So uh, Hamilton and Bottas both got really, really good starts, I thought. Yeah. Um, Bottas mm. especially, um, as he led into the first corner with uh, Hamilton, Raikkonen and Ricciardo three wide and Verstappen in. They were. Yeah.
2: That was close. There was that shot from behind them and all three were twitching side by side and... Well... It was it was Ricardo coming down the left hand side of Hamilton, which caused Hamilton to move to the right, and then he suddenly realised I can't go right because I've got Vettel. Uh, so it was Raikkonen, wasn't it? I've got Raikkonen here, and he it, it was it was in danger of being crushed between the two yeah. of them, and, and something serious. That's like but... the um, the
1: sense of like space and the mm-hmm. reactions from them all. it's just like superhuman stuff. It's yeah. ridiculous watching that shot.
2: I think I think that. Kind of scenario though proves why they are three of the best drivers in the world, right there. Just because yeah. they can get that close, edge that close to each other, but you know, it, at the end of the day, Ricardo's got the awareness to notice that he's pushing Hamilton towards an accident, and not back out of it as such, but not be too aggressive with it because they're all aware of what's going on around. Yeah, it's
1: them. it's the a sixth sense. Meanwhile, although, isn't there? It really is, yeah. Meanwhile, Verstappen was sort of sticking his nose into uh, Royken's gearbox for good measure, just to uh, mm. add to
2: the situation. I think I think his car positioning on the start was as good as it could have been because he was just, like you say, he was he got his nose right at the rear end of all that, but he was smart enough not to do anything silly and just kind of. Waited for the consequence of them yeah. going wheel to wheel, three wide in into turn one, and and kind of picked up the pieces going into turn three, and and kind of made a bit of something out of it. Yeah, it's it actually kind of shows a maturity when he's still
1: a child, of essentially. <laughs> yeah. You forget how young he is, but like, yeah, yeah, very yeah, mature. Went on
0: young shoulders there.
1: Yeah, when there's three mm-hmm. three cars side by side in front of you, kind of maybe best just to hold back a little bit.
0: And, yeah. Which the same cannot be said, sadly, for uh, Grosjean, who yes. uh, tried to put it into a non existent, well, in my opinion, non existent gap and uh, led to a crash with Palmer given us an early safety car.
2: Yeah, um, as much as we have been a little bit critical towards Palmer and what he's done this year, I think that that was more weighted in Grosjean's fault than Palmer's. My initial reaction was to blame Palmer for that, but. The more you see it, he kind think, of had nowhere to go, did he? Yeah. I think if you watch the two, if you watch the two on board, if you sit and watch Palmer's on board, Palmer has got the Sauber on his left, and he's got one of the Toro Rosso's, I think it is, in front of him, and he is literally boxed in between an Apex, a Sauber and the Toro Rosso, so he can't speed up because he's got a Toro Rosso in front of him. He can't go out wide because he's got a Sauber on his left, and he's already on the inside line of the corner, clipping the apex, so to yeah. me, he, he's, he's literally got nowhere else to go, and then you've got Grosjean sticking his nose down the inside, which I think he's just got a little bit tunnel vision there, and he's seen a gap and gone for it, which in a normal racing scenario would be okay, and Palmer could move out of the way but considering he's got a car directly ahead of him and a car directly to his left there is nowhere Palmer can go other than the apex and I think it's just Grosjean being a little bit too ambitious considering it's an opening yeah, I think so, corner so. effectively
0: yeah, I, I I think Grosjean made a massive mistake there he and it was straight on the radio trying to... Ble- but what annoys me about these kind of incidents is it was re- essentially really you put it down to a racing incident because it's turn one and it all gets a bit crazy usually. Um, so for Grosjean to just be ranting and raving down the radio about Palmer, obviously it's the heat of the moment and you've just been knocked out of a race and you're obviously quite quite upset. There's a lot of adrenaline running. But um, it was t- really, really too quick to point the finger there. It made himself look a bit... He likes more, radio more, yeah. rant, doesn't he, though, old Grosjean? Yeah, yeah.
2: Is I think between them, neither of them have had a good weekend at all. No, no there was a lot of frustration, all sort of bubbling um, to the surface. There, yeah, I think, I think, I think the two radio messages were very clear on that because Palmer's was simply, "Oh f this, I'm out," or whatever it was, <laughs> or oh, "F sake, I'm out." And Grosjean's was, "What the hell was he doing?" Like yeah. Yeah. it was just, it was just instant dismay of. In a way, I'm glad this weekend's over because I just want to go home and get away from it. Yeah. Because they both had terrible, terrible weekends. I, I think I
0: feel a bit bad for Palmer because he's not really had a clean weekend yet. It, it no. there's always been an issue. He had a chassis change, remember, as well for for uh, Bahrain, for the no, sorry for China, wasn't it? So um, yeah, yeah, he's he's probably still looking to get his eye in with that car and and really get everything hooked up. I think
2: Lance Stroll's. Suffering a similar fate, though some of it by his own fault, some of it by other people's fault, but he's he's suffering the fact that he just he can't get a race without making contact with yeah. someone, can well, he? Or, no. or
0: making a mistake himself? yeah Well, this leads us quite nicely onto his uh, unprompted spin uh, under the yeah, safety yeah. Guy, on actually, his own yeah, lap one. On his own, he went over the curb, gave it a bit too much beans, just as he was going over, and ended up doing pirouettes. um
2: he tried to blame um, or or it might have even been the stewards somebody tried to blame um holkenberg
0: for that and i don't know why it, it was no, alongside it, it was roughly alongside him but it, it, there was no contact it was it wasn't no, really close yeah. enough to
2: that to, was all him yeah. It was. yeah it was yeah i think it was i think it was maybe the pressure of holkenberg being right up there that got to him um and he maybe just got on the power a little bit too yeah, quick he, under that pressure. He looked
0: a little bit distracted at that point, I thought. Because yeah. Maybe they were on the radio telling him safety car, safety car, safety car or something like that. And yeah, that's and just, just put him off and made him spin it.
1: However, Go on. <laughs> he did finish the race, which is something we can say for Lance Stroll. Well done, that's Lance true. For... Didn't get any points, but he finished the race, which is a that's like a milestone is it
0: It was only just out of the points as well, eleventh.
2: He was, yeah, eleventh.
0: Yeah. It's,
2: I suppose the the question that we've that's gotta start being asked soon is maybe not as bad as, but is he airing towards a Maldonado kind of character where he's here because of the money involved? Yeah. Uh, has it has he got the the actual The goods the goods to be, especially in that car, because we know that that car is moderately competitive and should almost be leading that midfield fight, I think. Yeah. That, that should be the sort of mopping up on <laughs> Red Bull, Mercedes and Ferrari slip-ups. like that, that car, to me, should be mopping up on that and yeah. taking home anything that they throw away.
0: They're the sort of team and that need two really, really rock-solid drivers in their cars. Um, maybe, like,
1: Massa and Bottas would be a good combination for them. Maybe. <laughs>
0: that would be a good Oh, one.
1: wait.
2: <laughs> well, at least they've got half of that
0: left. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, after our early safety car, Stroll has his unprompted spin, and uh, Van Dorn and Ericsson pit, and I believe they ran Ultrasofts all the way to the end of the race after that yeah. point uh, I, I
2: don't recall them stopping again But no. I mean I we didn't see
0: so. much of anyone else other than the f- top four to be honest anyway because they didn't show as much But um, No
2: it was kind of all just focused on the Ferraris and the Mercs wasn't yeah, it? Yeah
0: yeah but um, speaking of the Mercs um, after the restart we got a rock solid start from Bottas, I've not seen a restart safety car restart no, he was like that for a long time
2: He, he, he caught people napping absolutely. on that restart Yeah, yeah
1: he did um, Considering, I don't believe he's ever done a safety car restart from the front.
0: No, he wouldn't have. Not in a definitely not in F one. Definitely not in F one. He nailed it. Yeah, it, 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 it caught me napping. <laughs> <I didn't even laughs> I didn't even it. Oh, oh we restarting? <laughs> um, yeah, so that happened, and uh, he got to work building his lead as Hamilton was down in fourth dropping off the back of Raikkonen. Um, yeah,
1: he was really struggling, wasn't he, Hamilton? Yeah, I, he, had, he,
0: he didn't have a great race at all, really. Yeah, I think it looked to me in that first half of the race, everyone was sort of struggling to follow each other, I felt.
1: Yeah. It's,
2: again, how much of that's the track, how much is...
0: I, I,
2: I really, do. I'm just going to say it now, I don't like this track. No, I don't like it. I think if we we're going to lose any race,
0: then this would be the one I'd ditch. We had that discussion that we um, a while
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Actually, just... I'll I'll insert this
1: little stat now. I'd normally leave this till the end, but so the last few races that we've had, I'm trying to the number of overtakes we've had in the previous. In fact, I can tell you,
2: we've we've been talking towards fifty overtakes and kind of thirty odd being undrs. Yeah. So so we're talking sixty uh, percent being natural overtakes. Let's mm, say yeah. The rest being
0: DRS. The consensus has been a lot of the overtakes this season have been quality overtakes over the quantity of DRS overtakes, hasn't it? That, yeah. Which is what we want. We want to see heroic driving. We want to see. Well,
1: it. this race we had zero DRS overtakes, so that's something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there were only eighteen overtakes in the entire race, which is the smallest number this season by some margin, I think.
0: See. How many of those were on the first lap? The, majo- yeah. the
2: vast majority. I
0: think.
2: <laughs> They've got to be. The, the the other thing is, I don't know. You kind of put up it put up with that kind of statistic at Monaco, yeah, because it's Monaco. I think anywhere else in the world, you you don't want that kind of statistic. No. No. Uh, and
0: no, it's it's probably it's definitely my least favorite race on the on the on the circuit. I've I was slightly interested
2: year one. Yeah. And after what we got year one, i um, just not. I've not been bothered yeah. ever since. I suppose
0: a new a new race. You're always curious, but three races in now. This is yeah. This just 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 doesn't have it for me. It's not produced a great race once. I don't think. No. Um, okay, so um, Hamilton starts to drop off the back of Raikkonen, and um, a little bit later on, Ricciardo's right rear brake sets on fire, and uh, he starts to drop through the field, and eventually. Straight away, he retires to the pits with smoke pouring yeah, it was out from the rear. Pouring smoke for the back of it, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: The only thing that concerns me about seeing that is what happened to Verstappen last race. His uh, rear brakes failed. Oh yeah.
0: But um, I believe. Yeah. Well,
2: whichever it wasn't failed, it was a brake failure, and it ended up uh, ended up with him in the walls. Yeah. So. Um,
0: I think that one was that again was an overheating, but there was some sort of blockage to the air. Into the brakes, mm-hmm. whereas this one it's not quite clear yet what exactly it was. Which I reckon probably, I mean, for, for only one of them to go, it's not a design flaw, is it? It's a blockage, it's got to be.
1: You think so?
2: Yeah, maybe he's picked up something off the track, I suppose. There is that. Yeah,
0: I think it's just a bit of debris, but then it, I suppose it is a design flaw because it should be clearing that debris, it shouldn't be getting in there in the first place, should mm-hmm. it? But um, yeah, so that led him out of the race uh, quite early on. Um, And then not an awful lot happened after that for quite a while, didn't it? It was it was all. No,
1: it wasn't the most exciting race up until the last sort of ten laps or so. Really, was it?
0: Yeah. So uh, we had Hamilton having he was having a few problems with engine temperatures, and I think that was the main reason he couldn't sort of get really. I mean, he was already off the pace. He's been off the pace. I say off the pace, half a second off the pace for most of the weekend. Every time he started pushing, he was overheating it, and then he'd have to drop back away from Raikkonen. And then eventually, sort of, he just turned it into damage limitation mode, accepted that he was going to be fourth, and just sort of the work began to just bring the car home alive. Yeah. Um, And then came the pit stops.
1: Yeah, they. Mercedes seemed a bit slow off the mark with everything to me. They seemed to leave. Bottas sort of behind traffic a lap or two longer than you'd expect them to do and then Hamilton's kind of there seemed to be a gap that could drop him into
2: and they sort of didn't really react to that either the, the only thing I sort of stand by that I said during the race to you both was the fact that with them having the issues of switching the tyres on I can just imagine that, regardless of the traffic, it was probably easier for easier for them to try and leapfrog that than it was to come out so early on super softs rather than ultra softs. And I'm just thinking how close Vettel ended up towards yeah, the true. end. If they'd have, if Bottas had been on super softs for five, even ten laps earlier, like we were saying, oh, should they be pitting him? I think if he had. Point if he had tires that were 10 laps older at that final end point of the race i think we'd have been seeing a different man on top of the podium yeah i think quite possibly I, yeah i
0: agree with that so um vettel himself had a bit of a uh, wasn't a perfect stop by any means you know when he eventually did no. stop yeah um so Uh, he came out of the pits with seven laps younger tyres than Bottas and from that point I think the race livened up quite a lot didn't it because it was game on Vettel began the chase yeah and um...
2: in a sense it's what we lost last time out with Hamilton's five seconds it is yeah I think I think had Hamilton not had the five second thing We'd have had something similar, maybe even closer than what we saw today, which was somebody breathing down the neck of a leader on fresher tyres.
0: Yeah, so after what... They were a bit slow getting his tyre on. Um, And then the chase was on. There was a big lock-up from Bottas which he lost nine tenths of a second in that yeah it's a huge one and then from that point the race was really on wasn't it because that's when Vettel started taking chunks out of his times every lap
1: well did you notice on the slow down lap um, once he had kind of once Barthes had sort of relaxed a bit and wasn't gripping the steering wheel quite so hard his steering wheel was just vibrating all over the shop so that was like a proper (laughs) flat spot he must have put on
2: his uh, tyre there I think that he was saved a little bit. There was a moment where Vettel pushed to the point that he was going out wide onto marbles and I can't remember which turn it was. It might have been the big one. Um, Is it turn four officially? Is it turn Uh, three?
1: Three or four.
2: Three into four-ish. But I think he ran wide out there and that kind of compensated for the Bottas mistake. But at least that stuff shows they are both, like, flat out. There's no mm. saving
1: anything at that point. They were both completely flat I out. Think,
2: I think another telltale sign of that was um, a, a perfectly calm radio message to Bottas saying whatever it was at the time, I don't know, you know, you you got Vettel behind you, he's two seconds behind, let's just keep this pace. And his response was, look, that's fine, just don't talk to me much for these last few laps. And that was his response yeah, to that. I think that's yeah. fair
0: enough. No distractions, just let me get my head down and get this let's get this race on yeah. see this result. Um and that's what he did. Um he it, it did look it was looking very, very, very close in the final few laps. Um just as he got to Massa actually. I think if if he'd not got through Massa, the back of Massa when he did, then we again could have been looking at a different result. But as it yeah. turned out yeah. It did get by him. And it was um,
1: it was very telling how much faster Vettel was. Like we were saying earlier, that Ferrari is so much quicker in sector two and three. And he always kept mm-hmm. seeming to find himself at the DRS detection like one point one or one point two and not yeah. quite yeah. getting that DRS. Yeah,
0: it was tantalisingly close, wasn't he? Yeah. Um so
1: And then like you say, Massa kind of got in his way a little bit. I yeah. I was <clears>
2: slightly <throat> worried for Bottas because I, I could see Massa getting in the way, and I could just think he's going to disrupt Bottas, yeah, and that's where Vettel's going to catch him. But luckily, he kind of managed to slot Massa in between the two of them just at the right kind of moment where it was as soon as he got past Massa and slotted in in front, (laughs) you thought he's done that, yeah, there's a lap to go into turn one slash two, whatever you want to call it. He, he's got his way past Massa without enough room for Vettel to do the same. That's pretty much sealed it, as long as it doesn't go and do something stupid during yeah. the lap. Yeah. Um, I've just come across a video from onboard
1: Vettel um, giving Massa a little bit of David Coulthard-esque sign language on the way
2: past. which Oh, I didn't really? Oh, really? The race. Yeah. He wasn't happy about it. I did hear the radio he wasn't message. Happy at all. It, to, to try and reenact it, it was...
0: What was that? Yeah, are, are we surprised? It was, it was along those lines. Are we surprised? <laughs> uh, I'd nearly called him Jensen Vettel then, weirdly. Um,
2: <laughs> Jensen what? Vettel? Jensen's
0: wow. Some, some sort of weird combination that would be,
2: of... Uh, that would be a superhuman driver <laughs> of <laughs> unimaginable <laughs> proportions.
0: Um, sorry, Sebastian Vettel. Um, are, are, are we surprised to hear Sebastian Vettel whinging about blue flags? Oh, he's always is isn't he? Yeah, 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 he loves it, doesn't he? Uh,
1: if fact, I think I after don't know. Ra- after asked someone asked Master about it, and Master was just like, "Yeah, he likes to have a moan, doesn't he?" Like,
2: <laughs> I think. Would you not moan though if you were in his position? Yeah, course, oh yeah, of course. course. Yeah, not not yeah. To, not not to like ultimately defend him or anything, because I'm I'm quite neutral between the two. If anything, I prefer that Bottas finished where he did. But I don't know. I just think that if I was in Vettel's position, I'd have probably done the same thing, and same as being in Grosjean's position, I can. Kind of see what he was saying.
0: I just think compared to other drivers, he he, he he's always ruining his mouth whenever he's behind. So mm, when yeah. He's behind a back He's like, blue flag, blue flag, for F's sake. This, this, and that, you know.
2: Out, out of interest, where do you think Hamilton is on that standpoint? Because I think that he does moan too much. He does watch.
0: moan a lot. But I think the way he goes about it is less ranty. It's more downbeat. <laughs> it's kind of. Yeah, I was about, about says. to say, he almost <laughs> sounds dejected, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah.
2: He's just like, there were just, yeah. just a couple of radio messages today, and it was, yeah, we're chasing Raikkonen, and He's eight seconds ahead. He's like, eight seconds. When did that happen? Why? What's going on? It's like that. was like, <laughs> or um, Verstappen's twenty seconds behind you. Hang on a minute. Why do I care about that? He's like, mate, that's who you're racing now. <laughs> like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, he
0: was. Uh, he was very. It It was, was quite touchy, actually. I thought today, Hamilton. I think it's just that mm. dawning of like. This, he was he was slower this weekend. There's no doubt he was slower. Yeah, um, it's
2: the only question is 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 he starting to feel that sensation that he got at McLaren as in 2007, 2008, both really good years for him. Then after that, it just slowly started to move downhill and. He jumped ship and he went to what he thought could be potentially a better option, yeah.
0: which it turned out to be.
2: How 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 much of his mentality do you think he's starting to think? Have I had the best of Mercedes, and do I need to see where I'm going to go <laughs> next? I don't, don't want to move. Do you think he'd do no, that? I don't think. I don't think. I yeah, don't
0: think so. I don't think now is. I think if we got to the end of the season or mid mid season and he was sort of like. Further down the field, then he'd obviously be thinking. Because remember, he endured a lot of, a lot of rubbish seasons at McLaren. After he, he had won a few bad years there, yeah. 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 Um, he got beaten. People forget this, but Button beat Hamilton every yep. season at McLaren after they both joined each other. He finished ahead of him in the championship every year. Um Yet somehow, Hamilton's the better driver.
2: You got to remember, 2010 was it? The, the- it was either ten or eleven. The cl- the really close year with Vettel, yeah. Button was the guy second. Yeah. Button yeah. was the guy hunting him down. Yeah. And I think I don't know. This is the thing. I think if Bottas keeps chipping away like he is, at, you know, getting the polls, mm. finishing half a second in front of him, that's a big gap. Mm. Like, I think.
1: I think the other thing as well is like to his credit, Hamilton's been saying for a couple of years now that. You know, as much as he likes winning races, he'd be much happier if he was fighting against like a bunch of other cars and stuff. And now he's got that, I think he might be a bit like, oh,
2: yeah, I expect he'd still be that. winning every race. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's That's, not as easy as it was yeah, before. I know what I'd prefer. It, I think what he meant was he'd prefer it to be a Ferrari coming second behind him and not Rosberg, yes. not him coming fourth behind both. <laughs>
1: yeah. Team, right? yeah,
0: definitely not. Um, no. So yeah, so and that was the race. Uh, Bottas wins, just yes, first win, first win. Um, like
1: absolutely tough for him. I've, I think we've all yeah. been Bottas fans for a good time, so
2: it's really good to see him finally win.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Vettel extends his championship lead um, to. I'll get the number of points. I want
2: to say fourteen before you look it up.
0: Fourteen, Chris, your bet.
2: Fifteen.
0: <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is this turn into, uh, oh, well, you know, the Formula One website these days. It's just not great. Not great, is it? You can't. Oh wait, here we go. Driver standings. Right. Okay. Results. Ugh. Oh, I've got to work it out. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm it's 13, it's 13. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I
2: literally I just clicked on it and I like that's 13 yeah. it's 86 to 73 86 73,
0: 13 points and then another 10 points back to Bottas from Hamilton with who's on, uh, Bottas on 63 and then Raikkonen down on 49 points
1: it's mm. also interestingly only a point between Mercedes and Ferrari and the constructors as well
0: yes that's...
1: I mean, we're so used to the Constructor Championship basically being over after race three. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> Makes a nice
1: change. Yeah, so
0: that's going to be if... an exciting one to watch unfold over the season.
2: It's a nice back and forth, though, this, because that Bottas win, Ferrari had leapfrogged Mercedes last race, if I remember rightly, and they, they were leading going into Russia. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, they would have been.
2: Because Just because Bottas finished so far down in uh, China. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 nice to have that because that is what the teams themselves are interested in we've had that debate before of what do the teams want and that's what the teams are interested in because mm-hmm. that's where the money is yeah
0: uh, so that puts uh, also red bull drivers we haven't spoke about the red bulls at all actually this uh, this time around that's just a uh, bit of a
1: poor race or round for them wasn't it yeah really? well
0: they finished all together they were 60 sec- over a minute just over a minute behind Verstappen was a minute behind um, Bottas in the end
2: I don't think we mentioned it but weren't they two seconds off the pace in qualifying more or less was... uh, not not by the end but there was a good proportion of it where they were about two seconds off the pace or maybe it was a full second I it was bad whatever yeah, it was yeah. it was bad qualifying <laughs>
0: Ricardo's Q3 lap was 1 minute 34.9 to uh, Bottas's 1 minute 33, two, and I'm, round- I'm there rounding go. there as well
2: hmm. so it's a minute and a half Then a, a minute and a half, half. <laughs> <laughs> a minute and a half that's a whole lap <laughs> he just didn't just bother didn't going out um, <laughs> second and a half
0: yeah so quite a quite a long way in formula one terms of a lifetime but you know red bull there's all this there's a lot of talk about them getting a new uh, aero and chassis set up for yep spain which may be it sounds like it could be a bit of a almost a b-spec car this
2: it does yeah the way they're talking about it
0: yeah um i've
2: heard i've heard that term literally used about it as well really a b-spec okay. car is the term that i've
0: heard Daniel Ricciardo said he was hoping... I think he said something like he's hoping for a bit of a weapon or something like that, or a bit of a missile. Or, or a, bullet. A, bullet, that,
3: a, a bullet. A bullet. A bullet. Uh, that's the
0: one. the one.
2: You kind of got somewhere around about the fact yeah, do you? How, how many, something
0: weaponised. Yeah, how many weapon metaphors can I come up with in a Formula One <laughs> podcast? Um, yeah, so Red Bull, I'm quite a long way back.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty poor race from the morning all. Um... I'm trying to find some more stats for you I can't find the fastest pit stop let's just assume it was Williams again because it always is we'll just pretend it is uh, it might as well be
2: and Raikkonen got the fastest lap towards the end 136.8 DHL fastest man award other courier services are available. <laughs> I,
0: I'd quite like to introduce a new award for, uh, oh for this race and that would be the Room of Awkward award <laughs>
2: Oh god! <laughs> the press, the press room thingy, the yeah, post the race, race, race room.
0: Oh, it was so bad. Let, let's all get Wade room and then we'll have an awkward conversation with Vladimir Putin.
2: Well, yeah, that was the most weird bit. It's like everyone was making this big deal about oh, Bottas and he's telling where to go and stuff. Like no, he's been up podium before. He knows where he's going. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was, it was more Putin walking in and going. I refuse to speak English to yeah. any of you. This, this I'm going a to a speak translator. in Russian. This is
0: one of the things I don't like about this race. Is that it's, it's the... it, there's all this sort of talk. It's been said in the past. Oh, we don't do politics. We're not involved in politics. Then why is Vladimir Putin showing up in the? Why did we <laughs> cut away
1: from the race to see him getting out of his car? Yeah,
0: did we? I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. See that bit.
1: Well, but, you did on Channel Four, you peasant. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was on the light. we didn't <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was on the world feed and they like showed him getting out of his car and bernie and um chase greeting him. honestly like and then there's a shot of them sat in the grandstand together but we're not in, we don't do politics, i saw that we're
0: not involved with politics uh, are we? we don't do anything anything we'll get politicians in and we'll get them to talk to the drivers absolutely the best ridiculous
1: the, the worst part of all though like So Vlad's like chatting away in Russian for a while and the poor three drivers there are just sort of like standing there awkwardly grinning (laughs) and then he he finally stops talking and his translator's like, yes, we're pleased about the number of people here. We're going to build some more hotels. And they all just sort of went, oh, okay. (laughs) And then I think Vettel was like, someone needs to say something. So I was like, yes, we could see there seem to be more people (laughs) here yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> like what yeah. is going yeah. on it's excruciating isn't it as, as though it's, it's not awkward enough but just putting those three people in that room together alone with just the camera isn't awkward enough introduce Vladimir Putin and his entourage that'll make it a bit more weirder
1: and so, a like 12 foot tall Russian doll just looming over yeah. in the background oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm
3: watching you <laughs>
0: I, wonder, I wonder how many iterations of that Russian doll were inside of it <laughs> you, you could open it up and just spread them around the whole room so the drivers have just got to climb around <laughs> over the top of them. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Bring them out to the podium. Oh God, it was oh, so weird. And then the podium was funny as well with Eddie Jordan sort of...
1: Oh my God,
2: he's like watching your dad at a wedding. <laughs> it is. He's that kind of guy. It's like, I respect him for what he's done in Formula 1 with his team and stuff like that and he does know what he's on about but... He talks some absolute bullshit. <laughs> <in the> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, he
1: just he starts talking and then thinks about what he's going to say. That's not the right order to do those things
2: in. <laughs> so I, he asked but to do a few words in Finnish or whatever it was, and then he interrupted him halfway yeah. through. It's like, what are you doing, Eddie?
0: Let yeah, him finish yeah.
1: what he's
2: saying. <sighs> That
1: was after oh. he'd asked him to come and have a little sit down with him as well. Oh, like, well. Yeah. It's just. Oh,
2: it's
0: so weird. It's like a drunk uncle.
1: It
2: really is. Um, he is. He's got more charisma than sense. That man. <laughs> you don't like
0: that. Um, okay. So other awards. Uh, move of the day. There weren't any. Um, <laughs> done <laughs> move on
2: <laughs> now it's probably, I'd, I'd say Bottas a star I think we'd probably all agree with that Bottas a star has got to be up there for that yeah,
1: totally. I'd like to put in a vote as I wanted Bottas to win I'd like to put in a vote for Massa getting in Vettel's way as <laughs> <It's> moving forward <laughs> that's also,
0: uh, also valid um, <laughs> driver of the day
1: Bottas yeah. it's got to be Bottas again hasn't it, has it? it? it has like, that was yeah under that much pressure for his first win just super calm, yeah. as Finnish drivers tend to be.
0: I think the move at the start factors into that as well. Without, yeah, without like that. hell of a start. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Looking down the race results, no one else massively stands out, really. I purposely, just because of as giving praise to drivers that made positions up last time out, I looked for that exact kind of scenario, someone that's gone unnoticed, yeah. and the only... Un- the only slight consideration I had for a little while was Hulkenberg, just that. because of how long he made those ultra softs last. But mm. it it didn't it didn't end up any better off for doing so. I don't think no. so. It was a it was a good drive on those tires, but I think it's, overall I mean, he I'd started eighth and finished
1: eighth, which is impressive because they they seem to qualify a lot better than they yeah. race. Mm. But yeah, it's got to be Bottas. Um. Yeah.
0: A uh, quick, quick, uh, quick credit where credit's due for Force India once more, finishing both cars in the points. Yep. Yes. Um, with Sergio Perez in sixth and Esteban Ocon in seventh. Um, Where's
1: that put them in the constructors now? So that uh,
2: fourth.
0: Fourth in the constructors. Mm. Fourth in constructors. They
2: chase in the big three. A chunk ahead of Williams. Yeah. They'll now, other than. Ferrari and Mercedes are now they're not only the are they now not the only team to finish both cars in the points
0: yes you're right Perez and Ocon are still the only drivers to be uh, to to finish every race so far in the points as well other than, other than the, the Mercs and the and Ferraris. Ferraris yeah yeah
2: oh yeah because Red you know Bull haven't have yeah. they third third best team effectively yeah. and the championship might not say that but they are <laughs> the third best team in my opinion
0: yeah I think so I <laughs> seems it's to be yeah. top team Force India. you know I remember the days when I used to call them Fast India because there was they'd often make really really daft mistakes but now they've just they've come on in leaps and bounds and they're a real contender this year aren't they yeah it, it, in terms I of midfield battle
2: I think being one of those kind of people that looks at the longevity and history of a team I've got a soft spot for them because of the fact that they were teams like Jordan before yeah. what they are now. Yeah. So I, I always had a soft spot for Jordan because like Damon Hill went across to them and things like that. Yeah. So I had a soft spot automatically for Force India based on the fact that they are effectively Jordan. Same as when Red Bull became Red Bull i had an affection for him because it was jaguar and webber moved across into that seat because he was at jaguar so things like that mm. yeah uh too nerdy i think we're all too nerdy <laughs> total
0: nerd out um, <laughs> okay so uh finally our final award um the uh which we have a jingle for which we have a jingle for should we play the jingle out of the race
3: goes Pecky Inui
0: and Maldonado tries to go around the outside of it.
3: They almost touch, but they're not quite. But it was he the over, Oh, it's oh, in the wall! injured. Ah!
2: Honestly, what the f are we doing here? <laughs> there he is again complaining on the radio. There he is. There he is. <laughs> it's, it's apt that we have this award because we're in Russia and it's named after last year's Russian incident. Yeah, that is true. Yeah.
0: That is. A recording lifted from a year ago. Uh, well, what options do we have today? We've got. There's a couple. There's there's probably Grosjean and there's Grosjean whacking into Palmer. I'd say, and uh, there's the Alonso not starting at all.
2: Yeah. All, I don't know. There's also Palmer just not being able to do anything but crash a car. Oh, I found, I like the saying... the, quali, the quali incident. I just. Yeah. It was. It was all his own fault. Yeah. He's oh, had what a shock about, about
0: Stroll spinning for no reason? <laughs> I mean, yeah.
2: True. Really <laughs> to, to be honest, there's quite a lot of reasons yeah, to give One someone a WTF race. award yeah. this year at yeah, yeah. uh, this race, even. Um, who, who gets it? I think it should go
1: to whoever, after the last two years, still thought it was a good idea to let Vlad go into the room after the race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So Bernie then. <laughs> yeah.
0: But. Okay, well there you go. That's that one. So predictions so it's, Oh, it's,
2: so. Is that it? Officially, it's going to the guy that let Vlad in the room. Is <laughs> that
1: it? That is. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: That's my vote for sure.
0: We could do. I don't know. What, should we give it to a driver? Should we do an actual? Let's keep it real. Let's give it to a driver. If it had
1: to be a driver, it should be a driver or a team. realistically yeah. Realistic. I think okay. it's Honda again for me, mm. for not even getting round to the end of the formation lap.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'd have to agree with that
2: and Stoffel being in the predicament he was with a 15
1: yeah. place grid penalty
0: yeah. not, not
2: that it made a huge amount of difference in the end considering where he was but it's, yeah.
0: they must be really suffering in that team at the minute the motivation must be rather low so I feel for him but sadly you win our uh, our bogey award this week
2: honourable yep. mention for Sauber for buying that engine Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah
2: yeah <laughs>
3: WTF? Yeah, oh, yeah <laughs> would which,
0: which you want to be on Team Sauber right now after Honda showed oh, this weekend? Mm. Anyways, prediction results, guys. It's results time.
1: Yes, and it's. There's been. Some, we did it all right between us this week, I think. Uh, um, you did. Oh, okay. I, did. I just saw your column. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, yeah we, oh, we had a, we had a new entry as well this week, didn't we? We yes. did, we did. Mr. Paul, Paul Kelsall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you want to give him all of his various names, or should we,
2: is that only on P Kels five five five?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> on the Twitters. <laughs> um, hi Paul, that's, that's oh yeah, a that Paul. King thing one for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll say hi Paul here as well. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so obviously Vettel got pole position, which Tom got spot on. Yeah. Uh, means Tuesday. wait, 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 wait,
2: wait. What was that? Sorry, Chris, just say that again. <sighs> i got pole, which you uh, got right.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've <getting> been busy.
1: <laughs> oh, dear. Wait for the next bit. Oh, no. oh God. Um, yeah, me and Stu said Hamilton, which is obviously very wrong. Uh, that's life. Guys said Bottas, which wasn't far off. Paul had Raikkonen. Uh, then the winner was Bottas, which Tom got right. <laughs> yes,
3: yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not oh, you do realise
2: as soon as he did that in qualifying I was like if Bottas wins that is my soundbite for this week nice. oh, god <laughs> damn it um,
1: yeah I had Vettel which wasn't far off uh, as did Paul Stu and Dat's life had Hamilton which was, was quite far was off, quite off unlike, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> surprisingly uh, first retirement uh, so again Alonso didn't make the grid so he's a DNS, not a DNF. He, yeah,
2: Stu's got the unlucky mistake that I had
1: last, yeah. week, uh, last time had I, I actually did, picked Alonso. I
0: did see, Tom, how quick you were to, uh, to correct me. No, no, that's... <laughs> no, it's, it's, a a DNS. DNS. It's, it's a DNS! It's a DNS! <laughs> <laughs> no, no.
3: So.
2: Hey, hey, I I fell victim to it last
1: time out. <laughs> it's was the best of us. Yes, the first actual retirement. So I'm not sure how Formula One worked this out when Grosjean and Palmer kind of landed in the wall simultaneously. Um, but the official results say Grosjean retired before Palmer, uh, which is unfortunate uh, for Paul, who had Palmer. Mm. Uh, so unfortunately, he only gets half a point there, rather than the four points. Personally, I would argue that uh, Palmer was first because he didn't go as far down the road after they crashed. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that was my, clearly, that was
0: actually my thinking as well.
1: Clearly, that's not Formula One logic. Yeah. Uh,
2: I would I would have also said that the fact that Grosjean kinda crashed into Palmer yeah. would mean that Grosjean was first out, but there you go.
0: Yeah. I'd agree with
1: that. But there well. we go. We go on Formula One results, so it's only mm. half a point unfortunately. Uh number of finishes was sixteen. Uh Verline last man on the road, which I got spot on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom and Dad's life were only one out. <laughs> Stu f- said fourteen and Paul said thirteen, you guys were not optimistic at all. No,
0: wasn't. <laughs> I'm amazed Van Don did finish it after all the issues. He's he did actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He
1: finished finished 14th as well, yeah. which, which not terrible.
0: Actually, would have tied us on points as well. well would have, we would have got an equal amount of points for that? Yeah, that Thanks, thanks, McLaren. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then our random driver was K-Mag, was it not? It was indeed. It was indeed. Uh, Jinx. Kevin Magnussen finished 13th, um, which none of us had 13th, but I said 14th, which is closest. Everyone else said like eighth and ninth, which is very optimistic.
2: Yeah. The thing, the thing is, he was running tenth solidly, and he ended up with the penalty for running wide in turns two and three, and he got in trouble, yes. and he had a penalty uh, at his yes. pit yeah, stop, and I think that ultimately cost him. Maybe not as much to fall down as far as he did, but I think after that, his mentality was just yeah gone.
1: <laughs> um, sure. So with all that those points, uh, Paul enters the leaderboard on half a point. Dat's life are on three. Stu is just ahead on three and a half. I'm now up to six and a half points, and Tom is still in the lead with seven and a half. In fact, he's extended his lead.
2: Wait for it. <sighs> <laughs>
3: yes, 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 yes,
1: yes. <laughs> Soundbite of the year so oh, far. God, I hope we don't hear that every week. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: that would be rather frustrating. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, that brings us to the the end of the show this week. Um, the end of the probably the worst race of the season so far. Yeah, I'd, I would say. I would. Uh, I'd agree with that. I'd be inclined to agree with that.
2: I think I'd happily say now. I don't think there will be a worse one this season. <sighs> Big claim. Hmm. Yeah, but it's just it's boring
1: every know, year. Sing- it, Singapore, Singapore, and mm, Baku. okay, we'll have to okay. see what happens
0: there. Yeah, okay. Well, that's all we've got time for, guys. Uh, I hope it's uh, been a nice experience for you as it has been for me. Yes, Ooh.
3: yes, yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so with that, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Say goodbye. See you. Bye.
2: <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>
1: I was trying so hard not to sneeze over your outro there.
3: (laughs) (laughs)